Hello, and welcome to the Homeschool Sanity Show, your prescription for happier, healthier homeschooling. I'm your host, Dr. Melanie Wilson, Christian psychologist turned homeschooling mother of six. Let's get started. If you are planning to homeschool for the first time or know someone who is, this is the episode for you. I changed my content schedule because I'm getting so many requests for this information. I can save myself time and do a better job by presenting this information in podcast format. Before I get started, I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, CTC Math. Have you tried CTC Math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC Math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC Math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. The first step in homeschooling is to decide if homeschooling is right for you. It took me some time to decide to homeschool. I believed God had called me to write and speak, and there was no way I would have time to homeschool. Now here I am writing and speaking about homeschooling and loving it. Homeschooling has been a blessing to our family spiritually, academically, and relationally. I'm thankful God wouldn't stop telling me I should do it. I have four graduates so far who have all been A students in college. More importantly, we are a close family who loves God. But if you're listening to this episode, you're obviously interested in homeschooling. I want to be clear that there are disadvantages of homeschooling too. The most obvious disadvantage is potential loss of income if you or your spouse quits working or cuts back on work hours to homeschool. The younger your students, the more direct time you will have to spend teaching them. Even working at home or being self-employed will not be without its challenges if you are homeschooling too. Second, your house will be messier. More meals, experiments, and daily living will happen at home. That will require more cleaning and cooking time. There are strategies to minimize this, but if you've had kids at home for the summer, you know what it's going to be like. Third, it can be more challenging to build friendships. My church friends had their kids at private school They attended the same events and talked about the same school stuff that left me out. Over the years since I began homeschooling, getting together with other homeschooling families socially has become more challenging. Moms are looking at their smartphones, dropping their kids off at the learning center, and running them to activities. 
they're not as interested in a low-key play date at the park. That means it can be harder for your kids to build close friendships too. It's not impossible by any means, but you have to be intentional. Finally, having breaks can also require more effort on your part. Whether you want to exercise alone, spend time with a girlfriend, or just go to the bathroom by yourself, having kids at home full-time requires an adjustment. I worked out while my kids did classes at the Y or were in the gym's nursery. I went out with friends while my husband was home. And I also had a mother's helper come one day a week when my kids were young. These practices saved my sanity. If I haven't dissuaded you from considering homeschooling, the second step is to learn the homeschool laws for your state. The Homeschool Legal Defense Association website, hslda.org, is the best place to start. While you are at the HSLDA website, consider joining their organization. Members have the assurance of having legal counsel in the event their right to homeschool is challenged. Your third step is to contact a local support group. Many of them offer seminars for new homeschoolers. These groups can also tell you how to follow your state's homeschooling laws. My group offers achievement testing, recommended medical and educational professionals that are pro-homeschooling, and a huge list of activities for homeschoolers. Your fourth step is to decide which homeschool approach you'll try first. Many beginning homeschoolers choose a traditional textbook or all-in-one boxed curriculum to start with because it makes them feel more comfortable. Should they choose to return their kids to school, they feel confident that their education has been similar enough to make the transition smooth. Others choose an online curriculum for the same reason. While this approach will be familiar, it can be dry and overwhelming. You may feel every lesson and exercise has to be completed, whereas in traditional school, teachers will pick and choose material to cover and will not complete the entire book. I started homeschooling using a unit study approach, and for elementary students, I think it's a great way to introduce yourself and your kids to a new way of learning. You study one topic that is of interest to you in depth, reading related fiction and nonfiction, doing related art projects, listening to music, and even doing related science experiments. Check the show notes for resources I recommend. A Charlotte Mason approach to homeschooling is popular with homeschoolers now. This approach uses literature rather than textbooks and nature study rather than textbook science. I'll link you to an episode I did on the topic in the show notes. Eclectic homeschooling is another great option. Like a general contractor, you choose curriculum you like for each subject without trying to strictly follow a particular approach. This is the approach I've used for many years now and love. Together with the Charlotte Mason approach, 
It's also the approach most closely aligned with the story-based elementary language arts curriculum I've created called Grammar Galaxy. Learn more about it at funtolearnbooks.com. Finally, you can choose to unschool. This is recommended to help students break out of a traditional school mode, but it can be challenging for beginners to do well. I will link you to excellent episodes on this topic. Whichever approach you choose, realize that there is a lot of flexibility in what you teach. There is no national standard for what has to be taught when. There are guidelines called a scope and sequence. You'll find a lot of repetition in a language arts scope and sequence and lots of variety in topics for grade levels in history and science. Math tends to be more standardized. If you aren't returning your kids to the classroom anytime soon, you can relax and choose curriculum that suits your children's needs. Fifth, attend a homeschool conference if you can. I will be at the Great Homeschool Convention in Cincinnati this weekend and in Ontario, California later this month. But there are excellent online conferences you can attend as well. The speakers will educate and inspire you, and you'll have a chance to look at lots of curriculum and purchase it without paying shipping. Many events, like the Great Homeschool Convention, have a new homeschooler track. Sixth, share your intention to homeschool with relatives, friends, and neighbors. These people can be an excellent adjunct to your children's education whether by providing you with resources, names of other homeschoolers in your area, or actual help teaching. Be ready to answer questions without getting defensive. I will share an episode on dealing with homeschool haters in case that's your situation. Seventh, create homeschool goals for the year. If you don't have a measure for success, you'll struggle with uncertainty. I recommend goals like instilling a reading habit, learning long division, or fostering sibling relationships rather than a grade goal. Eighth, buy curriculum if you haven't already done so. Borrow or buy used while you are still getting your feet wet. Our local support group has a curriculum lending library. If something you purchase doesn't work, Remember that you can resell it. I've had the best luck reselling on Amazon, but local groups have used book sales in the spring. Ninth, decide which extracurricular activities you'll participate in. Limit them, or you'll find you're doing car schooling instead. In my opinion, the most important principle here is not thinking that you have to make up to your kids for not doing school. Kids feel better and build stronger sibling relationships when they aren't busy all day long. There are many options, and you will not ruin your kids' future if you don't have them doing it all from the start. Activities that multiple kids could participate in and that had few practices or games were priorities for us. Tenth. 
Organize your books, supplies, and record keeping. You don't have to have a dedicated schoolroom, but you do need a place for everything or you will feel scattered. The simpler and easier to maintain the system is, the better. Detailed digital planners have been an absolute failure for me. So has a long-term lesson plan. Check the show notes for what I do instead. Eleventh, create a homeschool routine. You may never keep it perfectly, but having a general plan for the day will help you achieve your homeschool goals and will give you peace of mind. I knew I would have to put my kids in school and stop having babies when I didn't have a routine. A routine simply means doing the same things in the same order, but not according to a timed schedule. A routine gave me confidence that I could keep homeschooling. Start with an evening routine where you have dishes washed or in the dishwasher and clothes and supplies set out for the next day. Twelfth, create a chore plan. You will resent the extra cleanup if you don't have your kids pitching in. Before we started school for the day, we cleaned up after breakfast, picked up, made beds, and wiped bathrooms down. Weekly chores were done later. Again, I recommend against elaborate chore charts. The easiest approach is to go room to room together and assign chores as you go. Thirteenth, create a simple meal plan. If you have a list of your favorite, easy-to-make meals with the accompanying grocery list, you can shop just once a week and know what's for dinner. You can double or triple meals and put them in the freezer to free you up too. My crock pot and instant pot have been invaluable cooking helps for me. Accomplishing steps 10 to 13 is much easier with the Organized Homeschool Life book and planner. Every week, you'll complete a new challenge and you'll make organizing a habit with simple 15-minute missions. Find a link in the show notes or check it out at funtolearnbooks.com. 14. Make the first day of school special. Have the kids write what they're looking forward to in school and save it until the end of the year. I have made special meals, taken the kids out to eat, given them new school supplies via a treasure hunt, or done fun field trips for the first day. Our local support group has a fun, not-back-to-school picnic that the kids loved. See the show notes for more ideas. Finally, make plans to stay motivated. The excitement at the beginning of the year won't last, unfortunately. Even if your kids say they're crazy about homeschooling at the start, they'll behave like typical kids and will start complaining. That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. Kids don't have to love all of homeschooling, but they do have to do it. If you need help with discipline, check the links I'm sharing in the show notes. If you're having trouble staying productive, check out my book, A Year of Living Productively, which has more than 80 different experiments you can try to help you break through procrastination. 
where your kids are concerned, don't be afraid to experiment with a new routine, a new school location, or a new topic to study. Talk to your new homeschooling friends if you're stuck. And I hope you'll subscribe to this podcast for fresh motivation. I pray that homeschooling is as much a blessing to you and your family as it has been to mine. Still have a question? Shoot me an email at psychowith6 at gmail.com. That's the number six. Thanks again to CTC Math for sponsoring this episode. Find all the links I've mentioned at homeschoolsanity.com slash how to. Thank you for joining me. Happy, healthy homeschooling can be yours. It begins with one small step. Let's continue the conversation on social media. I'm at Psycho with Six. This has been a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.